What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies present The Nationalist Inquirer, your midweek Paranormies. I'm Johnny Minoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Reinhard von Krieger. What's up, man? Oh, not much. Uh, just, I, I literally ran to my kitchen during the song so I can grab my bag. Buy me cola. Right on. And joining us also... Talk about some gay stuff. Yes. Uh, he'll be taking notes and also... We'll get to hear him a little bit more. Uh, Jack, the intern, what's up, kid? I have been enjoying the positive feedback from, you know, me participating on the last episode. So thank you, guys. Yeah. Keep it up, Jack. You're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. We appreciate you around here. Uh, Dogbot will not be joining us tonight. Uh, Chupacabra issues, I'm sure. But he will be back with us this weekend on the weekend show. Um yeah, really good show this this past weekend uh, that that Reinhardt had to sit out, but uh, a lot of good feedback. Yeah, I took I took a day off and it was a great episode. I listened myself um, finally because I didn't have to listen to my own voice. <laughs> and uh, yes, I loved Jack Jack's content, uh, everything that he posted. So Jack is well on his way. It's awesome. Yeah, one of these days, Jack might actually have his own podcast. Oh. No, oh, oh, Jack is also on that. Jack has his yes. Yeah, you were. Jack also did a great job. Yes, Jack has his own little shoe. It's called Ascending the Spectrum. Uh, it's not, I've listened to an episode and a half so far. Uh, the very first one, there was a lot of a lot of spurgery. Uh, there's a lot of. That's okay. It's okay. A lot of people like that kind of stuff. It's a, it was uh, the uh, what was the guy's name that did like almost all the talking on the first one. Oh, uh, Magnus. Yes, Magnus. Very intelligent guy. Uh, it was a good show. The next one, I am about, I don't know, actually, I'm not halfway through. I'm going to lie. I'm like 20 minutes into it. The new, the new one, we had uh, Grognak from the Paranormies chat room. On. Yes. And it was his first his first podcast ever. Um, Aww. And he's been worrying that he was all over the place. He didn't do a great job. Well, Grognak, you did a fantastic job. So I'm saying it now. All right, all right. Um, Stop telling these people to do a good job. They're going to do their own shows, and we won't have a job. So, <laughs> but we're still us. I know. That's I'm why joking. we still I have know. a show. I well, yeah, that too. <laughs> That's right. We still I mean, have a show because. Armies. What's that? One of the one of the one of the comments in the in my uh, YouTube comments was like, "I'm here because of the paranormies." Right on. Yes. Yes. That is always there's always a good thing here. Speaking of. Being here because of the paranormies, um, I found out that one of my one of my best friends, one of my best IRL friends, got to where he is uh, politically and just in general, more or less, because the paranormies introduced him to TRS. How about that? That is God's fantastic. Way. Not the other way around. I thought that was pretty cool. Buddy, real good buddy of mine. Yeah, he, he told me that the other day. I was like, wow, that is really cool. Now, dude, there was a lot of times when we had uh, when we had our YouTube channel that uh, people were listeners and they had like never heard of any of the other outlets that we're on <laughs> because they found us on, you know, they found us on YouTube and that was the only, you know, they thought that was the only place you could hear us. Now we can't be on YouTube because Jews. All right. And we're banned in three no we're not we're not going to get banned that doesn't happen anymore we're already kicked off all the stuff you can get banned from i was gonna say you can only what you can't ban us harder right i can't pull over any further you can only ban us so much 
<laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, the schnozberries taste like schnozberry. All right. And with that, <laughs> we're going to talk about schnozberries later on for sure. But right <laughs> off the top of the show, <laughs> I would like to thank uh, our Bitcoin donator this week. Uh, much appreciated, sir. Anonymous Bitcoin donator. You guys, if you want to let us know that you're doing it, uh, you know, you can send us an email along with it so we can give you a shout out. Otherwise, you're just going to get an anonymous thanks. But yes, thank you, Bitcoin donator. Um, you guys can do that. You know, it's all in the show notes. We're not, I can't shill that long thing. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. All right. Speaking of shilling, should we just, yeah. Well, I was going to say, he, he did gave any sort of name, correct? No, there was no, no, it was just, uh, you know, you you received the Bitcoin. Oh, nice. Thanks. And it wasn't, doesn't give you a name or anything. Um, but speaking of shilling, let's shill shirts. Paranormies got shirts. Finally, we have shirts. Go check them out. Dissidentapparel.com slash paranormies. Uh, very good guy is running that website. We have three shirts up on there. There is uh, another ally up there. Uh, what's the name of that label? I know you guys were checking out their music. Oh, God. I literally just closed the tab. Damn it. Uh, uh, defeat. Was it Defeat Never, defeat Victory never. Forever? Yes. Yes. Defeat Never, Victory Forever. Yes. Uh, the- they're the other ally. So far, we are the two allies of uh, Dissident Apparel, and they're making shirts for us. Check them out. And they also have, yes, the other um, Victory for Was it Defeat Never, Victory Forever? Yeah, their shirts as well. Yes. So, yeah. We're showing other people stuff. See, we'll grift for we'll, we'll grift for our friends too. Okay. <laughs> oh God, griftception, people, dude. The griftception. God. I know, dude. You know how many times, honest to God, like how many people have bugged us for shirts since the first time we did shirts, and like I literally probably could have a bazillion time. I feel like an ass saying this, but like I probably could have if I tried really, really hard and wasn't like working all over the country, you know, like trying to support the family and stuff. But uh, yeah, now we finally got shirts. You know, we've been accused of being grifters and like literally don't sell anything. But now that we're selling stuff, I'm sure the grifting uh, accusations will fly. Yeah, they'll fly, but you know what we're going to say though? Designs are freaking fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Jack, what do we say to people (laughs) that say that? Um, go fuck yourself. No, nigga, boohoo, nigga. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the George Soros. No, yes. that's that's not George Soros, dude. That's Mike Bloomberg burning a hundred dollar bill to light a cigar. That's the best. Oh, that's who it is. That's the best. Go fuck yourself meme on the face of the planet. It is pretty fantastic. Oh, I said planet. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh god. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh, wow. The flat earthers in are just gonna realm, come out in droves. Nigga. I know. I know. Flat this Earth BTF is it it's is all over. Pack it up, guys. Paranormies chat room on Telegram. Huh? What about so, the what about the chat room? I did make that a sticker in our chat room. Oh so. yeah, it is a good sticker. Um, it is. But we're yeah, it's okay, Jack. I'll be. I'm sure I'll get BTFO in the comments. They're like Johnny goes back and forth. He doesn't even know what he believes. <laughs> huh? He said planets. Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate. Flat Earthers. <laughs> Boo-hoo layer Flurf- taker. What did what did that what did that weirdo on Facebook Flurfers? They call us Flurfers. Yes. You Flurfers are just like nah. I was like, bitch, you literally just nah me like four times. So anyway. Um <laughs> how will we ever recover? We no, uh, pro you. tip, we won't. So 
we have content. It is the midweek show. A lot of stuff is going on. Dude, SpaceX landed. They landed a rocket. They landed it. And then it blew up. They oh, no. also <laughs> aborted the launch of another rocket. Well, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Well, that was probably, I mean, why was it? Was it because of rape? I don't know, probably. I mean, one blew up the dust, the other one blew up fire. <laughs> Nobody gets that joke. I mean, you, all you have to do is freaking set the dust machine, and the other one, you just <laughs> blow it up like an M80. No, that was... Well, the no, the one, that, the one that landed and then blew up... Uh, watching it flip itself 180 degrees, coming down nose first, and then flip itself around, and, like... Come on, man. I've seen better CGI on like PlayStation one cutscenes. I, I thought it was a meme when I first saw that video. I'm like, okay, so someone thought they would do a funny and just kind of, you know, make a fake SpaceX video. But and then it kept going. And I'm like, oh, they, they thought they could pass this as real. And they are. Do they are. Yeah. There are some people that I'm- we know that have said that they believe SpaceX is absolutely real and heterosexual. Look, 60% of the Lord of the Rings movies done by Peter Jackson were all miniatures. I'm pretty friggin' sure Peter Jackson has something to do with SpaceX. Because it's all miniatures. Yeah, I, well, I thought the miniatures... I mean, it's Warhammer tier. Well, I thought the miniatures in Lord of the Rings were all CGI, though. No, they were actual like built miniatures, but then they do computer editing around them. Oh, which is what's going on here. Oh, okay, is you have actual miniatures, but then you do editing in the background. Oh yeah, all, all that other stuff. You can take this image, uh, this this statue, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and do things with it, which is what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, but they all look completely fake in the way that they move. You're talking about the the rockets themselves? Yeah. Yeah. They do. They don't look right. Uh when when it flips around and you can see the uh the exhaust, like the burning, the flames and all that stuff. First of all, it doesn't look like they cut the engine to flip it around. So you ever see like a bottle rocket that kind of goes off on a weird tangent? Like there's like a, you know, because it's got propellant coming out the ass end of it at all times. So as it's making its 180, it's also going to be pushing in the direction that it's turning, right? So it's going to make a huge freaking weird loop. Right. Right. That thing did like a, a, did a 180, like it had cut the engines and they fired back up. You know what I mean? I'm watching the video and it didn't, I didn't see any of that. So, Johnny, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to stop you there. Okay, so this is all funded by the U.S. government, and as we all know, all three of us here, anything funded or anything having to do with the U.S. government doesn't make sense. So therefore, this makes sense because it doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's so real because it looks so fake. Yeah, this is right up there. Yeah, I didn't want to. Ma- I thought we could go an entire show talking about SpaceX without mentioning his name but yeah the old lone scum quote it's okay we're already kicked off paypal they can't double kick us that's off. right that's right they can't pull over any further <laughs> yeah kick us off even harder right yeah 
Yes, kicking you off platforms which, intensifies. Uh, speaking of which, by damn. the way, Johnny, uh, since we have been kicked off PayPal, uh, what what are we doing? Like, what's our what's our solution? Oh, for donations, uh, I at least take rest in. I'm sorry. No, said. So what's the solution that people can can kind of take rest in that they can uh, work on? Oh, we are after getting kicked off. Yeah, we're probably gonna have to. Uh, do a do a Venmo, maybe try that. I don't know um, for donations, but no, I, I will. I will be doing a post office box by the weekend show. There will be an address for a post office box, so you guys let's, can. Let's so just do a GoFundMe. That seems to work. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> in certain situations, I've been kicked off. Yeah. I'm yeah, but I've been banned from GoFundMe. So, can you at least give me an external hard drive? I mean. Sure. Does it have to be like any specific format? I've got some like actual external floppy drives from the eighties. If you want one, I'll give you like four of them. No, nigga, it's got to be one of those three (laughs) terabyte. Like, all right, 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 all right. I see where this is going. Um, No, we will have anyway. We'll have a post office box so you can send us funny pictures and you know, Bigfoot stickers and stuff and also donations uh, because we don't have PayPal anymore. So we can't read your lovely little notes based mom. Sorry about that. Um, We'll try again later or something. I don't know. Anyway, back to lone scum and the SpaceX failure. Uh, It landed and then it was like 60 seconds after it landed, which, you know, we already know is fake. Uh, 60 seconds after it landed, it exploded. Oh, man, you know, uh, we totally landed this rocket. Oh, you can't look at it. Oh, sorry, it blew up. Right. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, how many layers of fake and gay can they drape over this whole entire operation? Right. Yeah, this is insane because this this rocket already, again, looks like a miniature. Mm -hmm. And the way that they the way they supposedly take it off and land it. Um, the whole landing seems faker than a bottle rocket. It does. I'm glad you brought that up. It, it just doesn't even look like that. So clearly this is more humiliation. Yeah. Or well, I guess it's humiliation cause they're forcing you to believe it. Um, but a lot of people, you know, a lot of these soy jacks, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, no, they they love this stuff. They're eating this up. Oh my god, Elon's rocket blew up. Yeah, it's the I fucking love science crowd. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the weaker and weaker, more effeminate soy jack, soylent drinking, neck bearded, yeah, mask wearing. They're just ripping. They're ripping a page out of NASA's playbook from the Apollo missions where it's like, oh, yep, all that data that we had to get us to the moon. Yeah, sorry, we lost it. Yeah, sorry. Somebody put a magnet on top of the computer and it's just gone. Remember when that was a thing? It happened. Remember when that was a thing? Like, if you, you know, if, if you brought your a magnet too close to something, you'd just erase all your shit. Well, I guess it's still yeah, works. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully convinced that never actually was a thing. They hmm. just brought that out as an explanation for there being no data on any of this. Is that what they're saying? Whatsoever. That's how they that's how they destroyed it accidentally with a magnet. 
Yes, they've used that many times. <laughs> I, th- I thought I, they overwrit the the files with something else that was retarded. Yeah, that's. Oh, I thought they just. Well, maybe maybe it's just they put the wrong videotape in, and it was their wedding video, and just accidentally recorded over it, and mm. just overloaded the tape. I don't know what's worse. Whatever the case is, their explanations are terrible. Yeah, they're so low IQ and so low effort. They always are. Yeah, but you know, people still believe them because you know that's Occam's razor. Obviously, the most obvious answer is the more correct answer. Um, yeah, because they fucking love science, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, this is really, really fake and gay. Uh, I, I watched, I've watched it three or four times now, and it doesn't get any better. <laughs> no, it's just no. It's, Wait, it's, you were expecting it to? No, I mean, I'm looking. I'm like, all right, maybe I'm missing something here. Nope, it's dumb. It's retarded. Is it honestly? I'm watching the one that was posted in our Telegram chat room, uh, 5:30 p.m. So 8:38 p.m. Uh, you guys' time over mm-hmm. in Eastern, and this thing looks like a miniature rocket being blown up, and a miniature camera zooming in. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. This looks totally controlled. Yeah, it it doesn't look like a real thing, but again. Like he said, you know, you can tell it's real because it looks so fake. And they're calling it, and they're calling it a mostly successful flight. So just like the uh, mostly peaceful protests this summer, right? Yes, the mostly peaceful protests that you know were uh, necessary and just, and yeah, mostly peaceful. You know, just a f- totally, fire. totally not domestic terrorism. Right? No, 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 domestic terrorism is um, when you are ushered into the Capitol building by a bunch of Capitol cops. You know, that's domestic terrorism. Or you say the N-word on Twitter. Right. Domestic, yeah, absolutely. Domestic terrorism is saying the N-word on Twitter. Domestic terrorism is doing a racism on Omegle. Uh, domestic terrorism <laughs> is, yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, but like domestic terrorism can be, you know, a whole lot of stuff. And apparently it's not burning down half of America. That's not domestic terrorism. Anyway. Space hurricane is. uh, Space hurricanes. Space hurricane. I wouldn't call space hurricane domestic terrorism, but a space hurricane is definitely fake and gay. No. um, Yeah. What is this? Space hurricane observed above North Pole. I... Space hurricane was detected in the Earth's upper atmosphere, and it rained electrons all over the North Pole for nearly eight hours. It rained electrons. It's raining electrons. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it's raining electrons. Right, right. Okay, it is domestic oh, terrorism. It's, it, it's direct. It's domestic terrorism because it's those Russian hackers. It has to be. Um, is it a film? Dude, let me finish. Scientists say they have confirmed the existence of space hurricanes after analyzing a thousand kilometer wide swirling mass of plasma spotted hundreds of kilometers above the North Pole. The space hurricane observed by satellites in the Earth's upper atmosphere was raining electrons instead of water. It spun in an anti-clockwise direction, you mean counterclockwise direction, and lasted nearly eight hours before breaking down. These events would be expected to lead to important space weather effects and disruption to GPS systems, scientists found. 
The observed hurricane, which occurred during a period of low geomagnetic activity in 2014, could be one of many happening within our solar system and beyond. Um, yeah, and they did say as well that there could be solar systems um, that would act like, uh, what is it, EMPs mm -hmm. at some point. So I don't know if they're trying to equate that with this solar storm, whatever it was, the space hurricane acting like an EMP. If To me, that sounds like a cope, and there's going to be directed energy weapons, directed EMPs. Right. Used. Right. From what we know, dude. DWs, DPs. Yeah, but hurricanes are created in the atmosphere due to like atmospheric conditions, high pressure, low pressure, that kind of stuff. I don't remember off the top of my head. It's been a while since I did any meteorology posting, but I do not believe. Like they're okay. Let me let me finish this article. Okay, so they're talking about this. This supposedly happened in 2014. All right, so they, they analyzed these observations made by satellites. In August 2014, they created a 3D image of the hurricane in the Earth's ionosphere. Guess who was doing this? A team of scientists led by Shandong University in China. So Chinese scientists. So hold on. Chinese scientists are telling us about, about the space hurricane, but Chinese scientists also gave us the Wu flu, right? Wait, so it's the Chai Coms and not the Russian hackers. And right. they spent six years or whatever doing this shitty artist rendering and no other <laughs> pictures. Cool. Alex yeah. Jones intensifies. Well, the okay, so the findings were published in Nature Communications confirmed the existence of space hurricanes. I'm opening up that tab. Huh. Also, while you're opening that, uh, Professor Mike Lockwood says, space scientist at the University of Reading. Wow, space scientist. That's very uh, Akin. I know. <laughs> title. Uh, said that the hurricanes could be a universal phenomenon at planets and moons with, geo uh, with magnetic fields and plasma. He said, quote, until now, it was uncertain that space plasma hurricanes ever existed. Uh, so to prove this was such a striking observation. Tropical storms are associated with huge amounts of energy, and these space hurricanes must be created by unusually large and rapid transfer of solar wind energy and charged particles into the Earth's upper atmosphere. Okay, okay. So they had no idea this existed. Right. Now, hold on. Until it did. Hold, right. Um, it was uncertain that space plasma hurricanes even existed. Yeah, well, dude, space plasma hurricane... Literally, like, what does Dogbot call it? Almost that's like a smush phrase, not necessarily a smush word, <laughs> but like that's just three is, words. <laughs> yes, th it's like, yes, those three are words. You know, I've, n I've never heard those three words in that sequence together before, but okay. So, solar wind, solar winds in the vacuum of space. Are we gonna do this? Th are we? Are we doing the that's in the vacuum of space and supposedly heats and lights uh, all of us? Right. Are we doing that? If, well, I don't know if I can take notes anymore because I just broke my fucking X key from smashing it too hard. <laughs> can we? I mean, can we just say we're doing the bit where the uh, space isn't completely a vacuum? It's only ninety percent a vacuum. I think that's some people's cope. I think honestly, space we can't know. I know we can't know. We're t I'm talking about like space, you know, space, your average 
what is it? Your average, uh, your average space believer, and your, your, and yours, your average dome. Oh, yes, the yeah. the thirty year old believer. And the yes, and dome enjoyer. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Um. But ancients ancients had no idea what there was outside the dome. I think for a reason because outside mm-hmm. the dome was the heavenly realm and something else. Mm-hmm. So well, there's no way these people can speculate. All they can do is fake. Sure. And they, well, they say this, this stuff about you know, plasma and magnetic fields in the atmosphere of planets exist throughout the universe. Really? You guys know that for a fact. You guys know that there are plasma fields in the atmospheres of other planets. Okay. Right. So, the findings suggest space hurricanes should be a widespread phenomenon. Hmm. Uh, the space should hurricane be. was found to share many features with hurricanes in the Earth's lower atmosphere, including a quiet center, multiple spiral arms, and a widespread circulation. Scientists said the hurricanes open a rapid energy transfer channel from space to the ionosphere and the thermosphere, and would be expected to lead to important space weather effects, such as increased satellite drag, disturbances in high-frequency radio communications, and increased errors in over-the-horizon radar location, satellite navigation, and communication systems. So... Yes, and all these things that we made up. It's going to cause all problems. Stop messing Everything with my... they know of this comes from inside the dome. Right. Stop messing with my hot hot air balloons, please. Yeah, basically. Um... Everything they know of this comes from inside the dome. Mm-hmm. They don't know anything that is proven to be outside the firmament. Out into the outer atmosphere. It all comes from the inner atmosphere. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so, first of all, I don't necessarily believe there's ever been a thing as a space hurricane, um, and it raining no. electrons, just electricity just raining down, you know, into the into the atmosphere. I don't... Lightning is electricity in the atmosphere. Um, you know, it's... Electricity goes from point A to point B, usually. You know what I mean? It's not like... And if it does, if it's raining, I don't, I don't understand how that would function. The electron, like, you know, like I can't go to work and like turn on the electricity on like one of the big transformers and like the electricity runs out, you know, the electrons run out like a hose, you know, like water out of a hose. It's not how it works. It gets conducted through something. Electricity conducted through the vacuum of space doesn't necessarily make sense really either. Um, I don't know. I'll probably get well actually, but and Don't this care. weekend we'll we'll be talking about lightning as well from the firmament. Mm. Yes. So just kind of kind of hinting at our nice weekend topic there. Sure. Um Yeah. I don't know. So this happened in twenty fourteen and they wrote an article about it March second, twenty twenty one. Hmm really makes you wonder why they took so long to write it. Yeah. It just seems like like all the stuff they published, there's nothing new in this article. So no. Yeah. It's, nothing new because none of it is real. Sure. There's nothing new. So whatever. Yeah. Well, I saw this posted as if it like just happened, you know, this week or something, but no, apparently this happened back yeah. in 2014. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Space hurricanes. Oh, wow. This is a whole lot of, Sciencey stuff. This other, um, this other article: the interplanetary and geomagnetic conditions. Hmm. Mm, that sounds. The roughly stable spacey. interplanetary conditions with low solar wind speed and density. 
The IMFBX needs to be Z decrease. Oh, wow. It tells you, it gives you like all the math on how this works, how the solar winds, like I guess, you know, how these solar winds are charted and stuff. I, I guess charting solar winds is a thing that uh, the science people do. Well, Johnny, we're flurvers, so we're right. not interested in actual like scientific calculation or any of that. Okay. Well, all right. You know that. Yeah, I guess. Interesting though. Like the pictures, like, you know, the nice little drawings where it happened like directly over the North Pole, you know, using the pole, I guess, right. as a conductor. Hmm. That's interesting. Schematic of a space hurricane in the northern polar ionosphere. Hmm. Now, Johnny, I did you send me this right before the show? Did you or I don't know if you meant to send me this. Um it was from website Ancient Origins, which actually we use quite often. Uh, the headline is "Scientists Bring Global Pole Shift Fears Into Focus." Um, we've heard many times throughout history there were supposedly these pole shifts, which are cataclysmic events, right. which have totally shaken up the geography of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says scientists have published a paper revealing the catastrophic events of a quote Lachamp's excursion around forty-two thousand years ago. Uh, this Lachamp excursion, excursion, uh, is better known today in vocabulary as a pole shift event. Mm-hmm. The cataclysmic pole shift hypothesis is largely regarded as a fringe theory about a shifting of the relative positions of the Earth's geographic poles. The result of the pole shifts are often represented in popular culture as great tectonic events that spark global calamities such as floods and landslides. However, now. A new scientific study suggests that the last time the Earth's magnetic field flipped around, then flipped back, the effects on the Earth's surface were just like how literature and the movies portray pole shifts. Right. Um, oh, you're telling me that it was exactly how they did it in Hollywood? Wow. How crazy. It's just like the movies say, guys. Right? Yeah, dude. Wow. Um, yeah, so that... And they're using these trees, these ancient trees, a kauri tree from uh, New Zealand. Apparently, apparently these trees can tell us what happened to the earth 42,000 years ago. Interesting. Yeah, I I actually just read a chapter from Dave Grohl on radiocarbon dating and dating using tree rings. And Dave Grohl, yeah, the, drummer not- from, the drummer from Nirvana? I hate you. You said Dave Grohl. <laughs> Dave Roll. Oh, Dave Roll. He looks like Sean Connery. Right. You said Dave Roll. I heard Dave Grohl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm, of course you did. Uh, no, but <laughs> the use of radiocarbon dating and the dating of tree rings. Uh, he was talking specifically because at the time in the 90s, the tree ring dating in England was huge. Mm-hmm. Um but was discussing the entire idea as a whole and said that it's very inaccurate. So these people doing the tree ring dating and the tree ring radiocarbon magnetic dating is it's difficult. It's it's suspect at best. And at worst, it's completely wrong. Well, isn't like all but, forms of carbon dating just wrong? That's Yeah. yeah. It's all wrong. Right. But 
there were cataclysms that have that have happened. Oh, sure. You see that in several different layers. Sure, of sure. Anthropological finds mm-hmm. or archaeological finds. But it's just interesting um, that they bring this up again because you know forty. Oh, between forty-one thousand. This is yeah, between forty-one thousand six hundred and forty-two thousand three hundred years ago. The Earth's magnetic field was only six percent of its full strength. They know that. The mean date for the pole shift was calculated at about forty-two thousand years ago. This fact inspired the researchers to call the last pole shift. Oh my God! The Adams event after the author Douglas Adams, who wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy who famously states that the number 42 is the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. Oh, my God, it's more I fucking love science bullshit. As much as I love Douglas Adams' books, I have read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy probably 100 times. I don't know, a lot. I swear to God, oh. so Jewish. What, Douglas, just doing that or like that the book? Just doing it, yes. Oh, yeah. No, but like naming it after some basically, I mean, that's, it's not cape shit, but like, I don't know. What would you call it? Like, maybe like naming something after Harry Potter, you know, really? Let's get, okay. We got to come up something for like science version of cape shit. So what is it at this point? Like, well, no, if it was cape shit, they would have, they would have used Marvel superhero stuff. I'm just saying like, this isn't well, cape yes, shit. Cause it's, cause it's, there it's like it's got a galaxy. sci-fi version. Yeah. But sci-fi is, yeah, yes. it's a sci-fi version There's of cape, a sci-fi whatever. version of cape yeah, shit. Whatever. Anyways, that's yeah. That's not the point. The point is, is that they they call this pole shift the Adams event because forty two is the answer to life, universe, and everything. I don't know. Anyway, but so how does this how does this study actually reveal this that forty one forty one thousand six hundred to forty two thousand three hundred years um, the magnetic field? How do they even prove this? Well, they don't present their findings. Well, they um. They announced the discovery last January, the New Zealand Herald, okay, uh, they announced the discovery of the 41,000-year-old kauri trees, kauri, K-A-U-R-I, it's some, I don't know, whatever, New Zealand, some Maori word, I'm sure. Uh, They dated these trees back to, you know, 41,000 years ago. Um, I don't know exactly how they dated dated the trees it doesn't say honestly it's a major (sighs) all right there's a major issue in archaeology to date flora and fauna at the same time okay if these trees are forty one thousand years old that does not mean at all that there were human beings whether they were cro-magnon homo erectus uh neanderthal Whatever hominin, you know, was around, it does not mean they are dated to the same time. Okay. So there could have been different hominids at the time of these trees, but not a Damic Man. A Damic Man is what I'm going to harp on. That's what I'm going to start with. That is what I believe was a couple thousand years ago. That's the origin. Okay. But but they were something we're, else. Okay, but like, I'm just still having a hard time with the fact that they dated these logs that they found that far back. Right. Right. Uh, so, 
apparently the reason being, or excuse me, the reason why it happened was because of the Earth's wonky magnetic field. Oh, that sounds very professional. Mm-hmm. Um, see, so taking all this, this right, right back, back to Earth, Earth, one wonders how did the so-called Adam's effect affect our ancient forebears? What? I'm sorry, what did you say? We were reading the exact same paragraph. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> so apparently this must have seen... Yeah, they said it must have seemed like the end of days for whoever these people were who were hunting, trapping, fishing, and developing survival technologies. Um... But so the sun's with fewer solar flare. So if just the Earth's magnetic field was weakened and it would have been bad, but the ice core data that they found that they've done research on revealed that the sun was also in a period of lowered activity. So with fewer solar flares, the sun's protective shield would have been bombarded with cosmic rays, meaning the heliosphere, the vast bubble like region of space that surrounds and is created by the sun was also weakened. Huh. Um, okay, so environmental effects linked to the last pole shift include the extinction of large okay. animals in Australia, the demise of the Neanderthal. So this pole shift, they're saying, is responsible for the demise of Neanderthal. Uh, and Neanderthal. It's T-H. I don't care if they say tall. Uh, and humans using red ochre pigments in their cave arts and as sunscreen. Apparently, they used red ochre as sunscreen, too. Interesting. Um, scientists generally agree that any such changes in the magnetic field today, including yes. reversals, probably, yes, probably don't pose a threat to life. Okay, hold on a second. They just said that the environmental effects of the pole shift were the extinction of large animals in Australia and the demise of the Neanderthals. But today's scientists say it probably doesn't pose a threat to life. Hmm. The main modern threat is our electronic infrastructure on Earth. According to other sources, these solar winds can act as the same They've already said these things can act as EMPs. Right. Interfere with our power grids and everything else. So what the hell are they trying to say? Do we I, need to worry about these or do we not need to worry about these? Honestly, I think given that space is fake and gay and these things don't exist, they're trying to provide excuses for mass EMPs and possibly directed energy weapons to destroy what exists, just like they've destroyed the the Tartarian architecture. Yeah, that's something that they've they've done in the past, and they'll do again. But this time, it's you know, it's with an EMP. But no, the scientists say, don't worry about it, guy, goy, goy, guy. Don't worry about it, there, guy. Uh, this magnetic pole shift won't affect anything like it did before. You guys, um, you guys heard the theory, like you know, back when you were uh, globe tards, that uh, you know. The Earth actually flipped upside down? Yes, apparently. Right. And that supposedly caused a lot of problems. Like, you know, a lot of stuff died. Um, I've heard several different stories on pole shifts. That's just the magnetism of the pole changes. You know, the North becomes the South. The South becomes the North. Nothing really happens. I've heard, like, the whole Earth 
flips upside down. And now, obviously, of course, since you know we no longer are NASA believers on this show, um, that doesn't make any sense anymore. It never really made sense to begin with, and no. it makes even less sense now. Yeah, it doesn't make it's any sense. It's the always has been meme, but <laughs> never did. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. You mean you mean it wasn't like never that? Never has yeah. been. Yeah, never was. Well, that's like the old 7-Up commercial. Never had it, never will. Never was. Yeah, no. never was. Never was a thing. That's the real polar flip is instead of always has been, it's never had never has been. Yeah. That's the po- that's the real polar flip. That's the real polar flip. Um what if now what if the magnetic shift actually occurs now let's just say we'll do it we'll do it on the flat plane um and you know and the magnetism does change i mean that seems like something that could possibly be feasible it could it but that's assuming that the cosmology of this world is what they say it is or well i'm saying in the way we say it is is in a biblical cosmology, it, would it be possible for a magnetic pole shift like that? Oh, I would say no. It would be like taking, it'd be like taking a terrarium, a circular terrarium, and just turning it upside down. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to cause absolute chaos, but not <laughs> everything is going to, like, just shift down and, you know, uh, uh, what is the word adapt right to that new cosmology essentially no what if what if um what if the pole shift was the reset there's your plasma event so how would a pole shift happen in this biblical cosmological model uh, I don't know that no. it would necessarily be There's a pole no shift. Poles. Right, but no, well, see, the North Pole is the center, right? That's like everything, you know, goes to north. That's that goes towards the center, and south is towards, I guess, well, it always points north. <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Um, the south is the ice wall. Well, right. South is the ice wall no matter where you're at, but I'm trying to parse this out now without. And too many pauses here. Um, so is this is this like the like the snow globe being turned upside down? No, 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 is no, what no. You're talking about no, I'm not talking about like flipping the disc upside down. No, that would just be weird. We'd all be all stuck up on the firmament and like you know, <laughs> like they turned it over. Wait, and be so, like, so was the insane clown posse not retarded when they said fucking magnets? How do they work? I mean, yes, and also no. It, it's one of those, like, you were right for the wrong reasons sort of things. Possibly. It's possible. Um, I don't know. This pole shift thing doesn't sound... Well, it's from the Ancient Origins website, so who knows how uh, how accurate this really is and how truthful this article really is. There's really not much to it other than that. Um they talk about a movie, Absolute Zero, where there was a polar shift. Again, here we go with Hollywood talking about scientism. You know, uh, in 2009, Polar Storm film also explored the effects of rapid pole reversal. Boy, our first couple, you know, uh, 
our first couple sources on this happen to be Hollywood movies. Wow, how convenient. Um, so yes, the chemo. Oh, this is how they say. It. So the chemicals preserved within the tree rings serve the researchers as an ancient library of atmospheric records detailing the Earth's magnetic field's effect on the ozone layer. I kind of, I don't know, I kind of feel like there's a lot of hearsay involved in this research. No? I mean, you think you could tell by yeah. by looking at tree, like fossilized, fossilized tree, carbon, fossilized wood, that uh, you'd be able to know what the Earth's magnetic field was doing to the ozone layer? I don't know. I want I want to know what their control group was because like how the fuck are you going to know? Oh yeah, that's definitely 42,000 years ago. Trust me, bro. Right. Right. Well, so. that's the thing. They have no control group typically and it's kind of the same thing as Egyptology is, you know, they they always tried to find the Bible in Egyptology and ended up making assumptions that were totally incorrect based hmm. on what they thought literally sounded like this. So this must be similar or the same thing as this. That's what archaeology was for a hundred years, essentially. So this is what they're doing. They're saying we have these preconceived notions and we have to make these trees. We have to make this or that fit our preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing subconsciously all the time. That's why archaeology as a science is not a science. It's bullshit. Unless, all of unless it. you're unless you're Robert Sepper, in which case it's science. <laughs> well, sure, because here's what you do. You look at the archaeological finds, you look at the languages that are told on the stela, on the carven images, all of it. You look at what they say, and you just go off of what they tell you. It's my job. You, you, My job, you go off of what something is telling you. You look at something, mm-hmm. and it's telling you that it is this or that. Um, I'm very, very familiar with that idea. That's what you do with archaeology. You look at what the carbon images, what the stela are telling you. And you go off that. You don't have any preconceived notions. Those just derail and destroy you. That's in any field. Archaeology, anthropology, all of it. Do not have any preconceived ideas. You have to look at what the records are actually telling you. And what the records tell you Mm -hmm. actually fits with the biblical narrative, fits with the Mesopotamian narrative, which also fits with the biblical narrative because they all happened at the same damn time. Okay. They all talk about the same thing. Right. So. Right. So. Uh, I can get it on, on an entire tangent about that. I know. But, I know. We're not going to do yeah. that. We're not doing that. So, okay. So we're not worried about this polar flip killing people. We are worried about this polar flip acting like an EMP and uh, destroying Oh, wow. Destroying the U.S. power grid. So, 
and the pole shift threat is deemed serious enough in the UK that is regarded as a high priority on the national risk register. Wow, I think the pole shift is actually higher on the risk thing than uh, the amount of you know migrant rape in uh, in in the UK. But that's a whole other topic. This- this all sounds like a whole like revelation of the method. Am I, am I the only one feeling that? No, way? I see it. They're you know, oh no, there's a pole shift coming. It can act like an EMP. Oh no, we're putting it on our security risk register, and oh no, <laughs> and then, what if yeah. I EMP'd your entire country? Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Unless right, exactly. I keep thinking the the movie, The Book of Eli. You know, I never saw that. And Is that they're a, telling um, us exactly what they're doing? What, who's in the Book of Eli? I can't remember who's in that. I was it, oh, it was the the greatest black man ever, uh, Denzel Washington. Okay, it was okay. That's the Denzel. That's the Denzel end of the world movie. Yeah, the Will Smith one was I. Yeah, uh, not Denzel I am, end of the world. No, what was the Will Smith one? Was uh, I am legend. I am oh, legend. Man. Yeah, I never saw that either. That was the that was the world's world was ruled by uh, by vampire Nephilim. Hmm. Um, that are that are created by the so-called cancer cure from the Jewish British scientist, um, which is very funny. Wow, no, I never I never Eli saw that one either. Was, yeah, the black-based man reads the Bible in Braille. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, hey, so Gary. black Helen Keller. Wow, completely fake. <laughs> black <laughs> Helen Keller <laughs> in the apocalypse, and Gary Oldman wants to get rid of him. Right. <laughs> All right, well let's um let's finish up. Literally Hitler. Hang on, you guys. Hang on, you guys. Let's fin- let's finish up uh, the space talk, you know, with this polar shift, uh, with little little bit more lighthearted stuff because you know this polar shift could wipe out the power grid and we could all just be gone, or it could kill everybody. Who knows? Uh, but you know they don't think it's going to be too bad. But in other news, the first ever space hotel slated to be operational. By 2027. You know, it's going to have a lounge and a movie theater. Sure, sure. Uh, Orbital Assembly is the name of the company that's putting it together. So this company is only three years old. Been around, um, you know, since 2018. They plan to begin building the Voyager Station they begin. Oh, they plan to build it in low Earth orbit, huh? And believes the interstellar res- its interstellar resort may be operational as soon as twenty twenty seven. So they plan on assembling in orbit. That's rather weird. Wait. So are are we gonna have to wear masks up there? That's my big question. I'm looking at the pictures right now. I don't see any masks. I guess there's no COVID up there. So I don't see any spacesuits. Like, is is there any radiation or radiation belts of some sorts up there? I'm assuming well, I that these are going to be inside the Van no Allen belt. So, oh. oh, the renderings of the hotel are mm. cosmic you chic. You know, Johnny, we were... Johnny, we were talking about this in another chat today. Is the the idea that virus theory, germ theory, 
is totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Not just that, but it's a total inversion of the actual theory of virology that was held throughout the ancient world of you know the balance and imbalance of the human body. Mm-hmm. The human body is the greatest machine that ever was created right. by God, and when you're when you're balanced, you're healthy. Nothing is going to infect you. Right. When the elements of of your body are in balance, then you're fine. You have no reason to be afraid of COVID or any of this crap. When you're in imbalance, then your body is weakened. Right? It's like right. a kingdom. Sure. Not sure what this has to do with the big wheel flying around in space, but okay. Uh, well, you can't, you which... can't get this stuff if you're healthy and in space, if space is real. Right. But they try and peddle that you're not going to get COVID in space. Well, that's what they try and peddle. Are are they, though? I mean, are, I'm just these are just renderings. So I don't know if these renderings were made pre COVID and they just haven't had well, a chance to stick masks on them yet. Well, no, no, no. You, you can't get COVID because they're traveling so fast. They are. And I quote. It will reportedly circle the globe, heh, globe, every ninety minutes. Yeah, I'm sure it'll circle the globe every ninety minutes. It's oh it's God. outrunning the virus, so you you see, you don't need to wear the mask, boy. Okay, but wait, but wait, the circle's rotation will generate artificial gravity similar to that on the moon, so you'll be able to like everybody can dunk, like they're doing like the big jumps and stuff, right? Um. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I don't. No, no. They, they have a golf Kobe. course. People need they, gravity. They golf course. Hold on. Hit golf balls. People, yeah, don't. Let's not do the moon stuff. But we will be in a second. But uh, yeah, this will be the next industrial revolution. Says John Blinkow. Hey, look him up, Jack. Look him up, John Blinkow, uh, the founder of Gateway Foundation, which will run some of Voyager's pods. According to the Daily Mail, the rotation aspect is vital. Without gravity, people cannot viably be on a space station for a prolonged time. Huh. Interesting, because whenever we see the ISS, everybody's always floating, implying no gravity. So can you viably be on a space station for a prolonged time? Or can you not be viably on a space station for a prolonged time without gravity? Interesting. People need gravity so their bodies won't fall apart, says Blinka. Apparently, he's a scientist, too, because, you know, he knows these things. Jesus. A robot by the name of Star, the Structure Trust Assembly robot, is set to build the... Okay, so a robot is set to build the Voyager's frame in orbit since the company... Once the company completes some gravity-related testing. Just some gravity-related testing. Not a lot. Just a little bit. We're going to test some stuff. Star Robot is going to put the thing together in space. For real. So I I got John Blinkow's thing pulled up right now. Okay. He's the president, right? Yeah. And it says, I quote, has worked as a pilot for 24 years flying all over the world in such aircraft as Boeing 757 DC-10, Boeing 747-400. John Blinkow's experience as a pilot instructor includes United Airlines, Boeing Flight Safety, 
And as security instructor for the TSA, uh, he graduated with a BA from Cal State San Bernardino in 1996. Where the fuck does it include anything that's relevant to what he's trying to claim? Like, no, he's a what? he's a commercial pilot. The guy's a commercial pilot, and somehow he's the founder of the Gateway. Isn't Foundation. all that shit like autopilot, anyways? Like, what? More or less, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. This is this is pretty high tech stuff, man. Every ninety minutes, so the Earth rotates at a thousand miles an hour, and it takes twenty four hours to go around. What actually? We got we didn't do the math on this. What is the speed in order to get around? You know, Earth in ninety minutes. How fast would it have to go? I, right? I'll look it up. There has to be like something to, if to this is to that, and this is a ratio thing. And I remember this is like some algebra. See, they said we'd never use algebra. They were wrong. We're using algebra right here. Who would have known that we would have used algebra on the paranormies? <laughs> Let's see. From NASA. At the equator, the circumference of the Earth is 40,070 kilometers. The day is 24, 24 hours long. Mm-hmm. So the speed is 670 kilometers or 10,000, no, sorry, 1,037 miles an hour. This right. decreases by the cosine of your latitude. So that a latitude of 45 degrees, cosine 45 is 0.707, and the speed is. Is point seven zero seven I don't, times sixteen. I don't, I don't know that anyways. I don't think anybody knows what you're talking about. But uh, what? What? I just want to know how fast how fast that thing's going. Just trust me. You don't know what you don't know what I'm talking about, but trust me. Right. Trust them. So in order to go, it's NASA. Would they lie to us? Well, yeah, yeah. Actually, they would. That's their whole point is that they lie a lot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yep, they do. So oh, I, I don't believe this. So. I don't believe this is ever going to be a thing. Um, obviously, you know, we don't go to space, but now we're going to have a space hotel. Uh, what was the guy? The billionaire. I was in chat too. Uh, the Japanese billionaire that's going to bring people to space in 2025. Uh, 2023. Oh, 2020. Oh, two years from now. Actually. Oh. Excuse me, 2023. Yeah. I don't know his name, but yeah, 2023, it's all going to be functional. That's pretty crazy because that's right around the corner. We'll see. We'll see. Will the Paranormies yeah. be BTFO Less in 2023? No. No. Paranormies will never be BTFO'd because we are always right. Sure. Sure. Space is fake and gay. All it of is. this is fake and gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has always been lies. Yep. Yep. It's just funny to see how many people like worship at the altar of these people. Oh, that's a pretty cool website. Virgin Galactic. Oh, I know. Virgin Galactic. That is really cool CGI. Hmm. Yeah, I guess Virgin Galactic is one of the ones that's that's uh that's Richard Branson's, right? Virgin, he's the one that's competing with Elon. Yeah. Yeah. 
And apparently, um, apparently, these Virgin Galactic people just hired a Disney uh, Imagineer as their head experience architect. So yes, so just just when you thought it couldn't get any more fake or more gay, they're hiring Disney Imagineers. That's what they call their engineers. Those people who design all these rides and fun yes. things that imagine your experience for you. There you go. Anyway, space is so faking gay. I was gonna say rounding up. I did. I, I got the math for how fast that thing's traveling. Oh, thank uh, you, Jack. About a thousand miles an hour. What? A thousand miles an hour, dude. The Earth is That's spinning at a thousand miles an hour. Jack. The Earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. It takes twenty-four hours for the Earth to revolve one time. Yeah, that. It it takes this thing yeah, well, ninety I... minutes to go around the entire Earth. I put in the distance time into the thing, and that's what it spat out. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so... Hmm. Wait a minute. Hmm. How fast would you have to go to go... Wait, wasn't... That was kilometers, by the way. In there somewhere? No, that... uh, the six 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 is how fast it it's uh, revolving around the sun. It was it like sixty six point six thousand miles an hour or something like that? David Weiss knows that stuff right off the top. That of was head. my bad. It was in meters, right. and I switched it to kilometers, but it went back for some reason. Okay. So I added a, a zero to it. So pretty much ten thousand miles. An okay, hour, that's which what is I. A lot yeah, I I thought that would be a thousand. Yeah, I thought that was going to be more like it. So 10,000 miles an hour, this big wheel in the sky that's going to keep on turning, apparently. This is another wheel in the sky, Reinhardt. Uh, and it's going to rotate around. It's going to, excuse me, it's going to revolve around the Earth at 10,000 miles an hour. And because it's going to go around every 90 minutes. Dude, you, there's no way. There's no way. You get dizzy. Like to be like it'd be like the gravitron. It's science. It'd be like the gravitron, Don't worry dude. About it. Like another pr- another proof of the fact that gravity doesn't work. Um, you know, the, the gravity doesn't work the way that we think it does. Yeah. Oh, apparently this guy, the guy who's doing all the stuff for Virgin, uh, is the guy who designed the Avatar ride at Disney. So he's like very versed in virtual experiences. So. That's that's gonna help them out a lot when they you know when they fake send people to space. I, I can imagine. I imagine it to be like one of those rides when they actually do it. That it would be like one of those Avatar rides or like the what's the one at Epcot, the um, Soren USA or something, whatever it is. Where you, it, uh, oh Soren, yeah Soren. It actually feels like you're flying and you're not actually moving at all. You're literally going up and down right. in a chair, and the screen is projecting stuff. The screen is projecting things onto you, and you're experiencing it like it's real. Wow. <laughs> There's your truth drop right there. Right, bro. and they pump. <laughs> look, I, look, I'm a Florida kid. I grew up going to Disney my entire life. They pump the sounds, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. smells, everything in there. That's what they're doing. It's making you feel like you're moving, but they pump the sights and sounds and smells, everything in. Through your, through your little Dude, imagine, imagine paying for like a space experience 
and um you know like how much ever richard branson's going to charge you to f- quote fly around space and the reality is you probably like never left a hangar you know it's just literally just a ride he's going to charge you more than he pays for his whores right all right we are- so the the speed of sound is 767 miles an hour so you're going more than 10 times the speed of sound right <laughs> That's that totally sense. believable, bro. Yeah, it's totally believable. You know what else is believable? Or it's unbelievable, actually. It's uh, we're dude, we're at a break. It's break time. It's we're at an hour, so let's take a break. Oosh! I have that music was- for oh, us. We have music this week. Uh, Hallandier sent us some music. Haven't talked to him in a while. What's up, Mister Hallandier from the Hollow Earth? He's sent us a few songs, so we're gonna have randomly sprinkled throughout this season some calendar music this one is called blood of spring and it's featuring someone named hirath hirath i don't know h-i-r-a-e-t-h i don't know how that's pronounced in like fin and like finland bjork nice yeah so we'll listen to Hallandir and we'll be back
All right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Nationalist Inquirer, the midweek paranormies. I'm still Johnny with Jack and Reinhardt. Um, some bad news, guys. Did you hear? They canceled Dr. Seuss. Damn. I'm not happy about this. It's so sad. I mean, it's so sad because this guy was actually given honorary uh, Jewish tribal status. Yes. Back in 1969. Yes. The the mayor of Jerusalem. What was his name? Um, oh, that was his name. I had this pulled up earlier. Uh, what the? Wait a minute. I had it. Anyway, uh, the mayor of Jerusalem, 1969, gave honorary Jew status to Dr. Seuss and uh, he was, you know, an honorary Jew for his, for his work. Yes. Dr. Theo Seuss Giselle Giselle. I mean, the guy looks pretty Jewy. Like his picture on Wikipedia looks like a really Jewy Mr. Rogers. (laughs) Oh, thank God. That knows though. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, knows he looks like a Jewish Mr. Rogers. Also, Giesel, Weasel, Ellie Wiesel. No, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't. I'm not saying. Well, people were like, uh, see, I don't want to call him Jewish because he's, he says he's not. You know, I've done that before. Where I've said somebody was Jewish, and then in the comments, like, no, Johnny, he's not Jewish. Does he act? He's just you know, ex Jewish or whatever. Okay, fine. He's not Jewish, but he is honorarily. He was awarded it. Right. He's good enough. Good enough. He, yes. you know, it was, you know, whatever. He was awarded it for his work in, uh, his, like, uh, what was it? The Sneetches, because the Sneetches have stars, and it was totally, you know, the gold stars, those are the, those are the Jew Sneetches. The other ones were not. Which, which, by the way, Johnny, his name was uh, Teddy Kolak, was the uh, Oh, yeah, the that's mayor right. Yes, Teddy Kolak. Yes, he, the mayor, Teddy Kolak. Sounds like, like, like the mayor of Palm Springs, actually. You know, like he could have been. <laughs> <laughs> right, Teddy Collick, the mayor of Palm Springs. He sounds like actually Teddy Collick sounds, sounds like a like a right. yeah. He sounds like a real estate agent from like you know from West Palm Beach. <laughs> Would have sold Jeffrey Epstein his home, right? Honestly, <laughs> that's kind of what it sounds like. All right, so um, interesting that he's not Jewish, yes, but his last wife, his wife is Jewish, very Jewish. Um. She was the yes, yeah. What's her What's her name? Uh, it was a very. It's another like Edith or something. No, it's not Edith. Where's the? No, this isn't quite as easy as uh, Mouse, which we all had to freaking read in high school. Mm. If we all went to high school. Mm. No, her name was Helen Palmer Giselle. No, no, no. Uh, Helen was, was the one that died, but there was his second wife, uh, Audrey. Yeah, it's Audrey Giselle. That's right. The, her yeah. name. Yes. She's the one. Man, she looks yes, Jewy. Audrey. She, she looks really Jewy. Um, but she yeah. does. Well, this is Dr. Seuss. Search her on DuckDuckGo. Holy crap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, his father was a, he, he managed a brewer, a brewery, excuse me. Um, and, and his mom was just a mom, I guess. But yeah, he, um, family's of German descent. And his sister Marnie. Yes, and they they harp very, very strongly on the anti-German semitism or um, anti-German 
prejudice. What is it called? Um, prejudice. Thank you. Yeah. That they experienced, which is funny. They <laughs> they complained about. Oh God, anti-German mm-hmm. president. Prejudice. Right. I wonder. Yeah. I mean, I wonder who would have complained about anti-something prejudice. I've never heard. Like you know, I don't think many Italians were mad about the you know the the anti-Italian sentiment. The Irish still really aren't mad about the anti-Irish stuff before, but uh, apparently the Germans were upset about the anti-German narrative that was going on. I don't know. Um, but you know, Doctor Seuss was canceled, oh, right? And yeah. this guy. Let's let's right. let's we don't care. This I don't, guy let's, has been canceled now. Yeah, I don't want to talk about any any more of his like his early life and stuff. Six books of Doctor Seuss's have been canceled. Um, interestingly, I, uh, why is this Paranormies? I don't know because it's Doctor Seuss, and uh, <laughs> I have no idea why it's Paranormies. But it's this funny. This guy was hopped up on freaking DMT and mushrooms. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look at the stuff he drew. Telling me that guy wasn't wasn't seeing the mechanical elves. But uh, the six books that got taken Dude, away I, were... I always thought that he was on. He was Jewish. I always did, too. I, I honestly always did, too. My mom used to get really upset that um, my grandmother bought my brother and I a bunch of the Dr. Seuss books when I was a kid because my mom always thought that Dr. Seuss was subversive. She was teaching, you know, he was teaching kids to not obey their parents to uh, like, you know, like the cat in the hat when the kids go out or when the parents go out, the kids have like a party with the cat in the hat and they do all kinds of stuff. They're not supposed to. And they trash, they trash the entire place. And then they, you know, real quick, clean it up before or thing one and thing two, clean it up before uh, mom, dad get home. Right. Real subversive kind of. But my grandmother was like, "Eh, they're funny. So I always thought that was hilarious. the, uh, The snitches. Right. I never <laughs> thought about that. Sneeches. <laughs> I never thought about the Sneeches thing until I went to a book night, reading night at my kid's elementary school. And the fourth grade teacher had uh, the Sneeches. You know, the kids go to the different classrooms and you check out different topics and you get a little sticker for each classroom. And then when you get the end, you, if you get them all, you get a prize. Anyway, so we're in the fourth grade room and this teacher has the Sneeches all over the room. Okay, Dr. Seuss, this is cool. And I turn and behind me, I look and it's a big picture of Anne Frank. She tied the diary of Anne Frank together with the Sneetches. (laughs) Dude, I I never understood because I was born in Florida. I grew up going to Disney and Islands of Adventure, Universal, all that. Um, So I, I grew up Riding the Dr. Seuss rides, never quite understood what I was looking at, walking around, seeing mm-hmm. the star-bellied sneeches in the water all the time. But at one point, I went to school, and I saw the star-bellied sneeches that I had seen in Islands of Adventure next to Anne Frank in a PowerPoint. And you're like... Okay. I'm, I'm like, yeah. Like, uh, what? <laughs> and the whole thing was about how Dr. Seuss was a Jewish ally, was showing how the Jews went through their persecution. Uh, I <laughs> and mean, Anne, and Anne Frank confirmed it. And I'm like, okay. I mean, in, in <laughs> World War II, apparently, um, 
he did over 400 political mm-hmm. cartoons for the left-leaning New York City daily newspaper. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, so, so you know, there's a book there's a book Walt called Disney. There's a book called yeah, don't talk about Disney, but uh, Dr. Seuss there's a book called Dr. Seuss Goes to War and it's got all the uh, all the Dr. Seuss or excuse me, he wasn't Dr. S- being Dr. Seuss at the time. It was just, you know, Giselle's comics. Uh, but they're all very anti-war. Or not anti-war, they're very pro-war, excuse me. They're very pro-war. He was weird. He was a um he was a a liberal Democrat who was pro-war. So it was he was very instrumental in the uh the battle against the Japanese. I know I always find that weird with uh Dr. Seuss and Walt Disney, though, is how how they became so pro-war. Mm. Well, Disney was forced, bro. Okay. I- Disney was forced. They twisted his arm. They forced him. They took over. They commandeered everything. Even as a Freemason. He wasn't a Freemason. He was a member of some other lodge. He was a poor filmmaker. He was just a poor filmmaker trying to make a buck. Okay. He was just a poor filmmaker trying to make it in the rough and tumble world of Hollywood, California. All right. Let's not do Walt Disney right now. We're doing Dr. Seuss. Um, the the books well, that Walt are Disney. Uh, sorry, not Walt Disney. Uh, Doctor Seuss apparently was forced to do the same, but he wasn't really forced. No, he was very kind of very pro war. Uh, like I like Jack mentioned that all of his you know pro war propaganda was pretty much all anti Asian stuff, all anti Japanese. Um, okay, so the six books. If I ran the zoo. Miguel gets pool on beyond zebra scrambled eggs super the cat's quizzer and to think I that I saw it on Mulberry Street these are all the six books I don't personally know two of them I don't remember I don't remember the cat's quizzer and I don't remember the scrambled eggs one but I remember the other ones I remember if I ran the zoo when I was a kid uh, the reason why if I ran the zoo is bad. The three and only three Asian characters who are not wearing conical hats are carrying a white male on their heads. And if I ran the zoo, the white male is not only on top of and being carried by these Asian characters, but he's also holding a gun illustrating dominance. The text beneath the Asian characters describes them as helpers who all wear their eyes at a slant from countries no one can spell. The study authors wrote, okay, I mean... (laughs) I mean, I mean, all right. Like, all right. Okay. Yeah. Wait. I don't know. That but is... Green Eggs and Ham is is kosher. Right. Well, it is. So well, yeah. Well, there's a lot of reasons why Green Eggs and Ham is kosher. And it's not It's not the, the story, Green Eggs and Ham. It's not the book. It's not the Dr. Seuss book. Of course. Because the Dr. Seuss book is Green Eggs and Ham. Ham is not kosher. Ham is pork. But hold on. I want to see the... Um, Yeah, he's published his long history of publishing racist and anti-Semitic work. Anti-Semitic work. Oh no! Oh God! How could oh, he be? God. See, this is yes. what I don't understand. It, how could he be? It, how could he be an honorary Jew and still, you know, they're still going to rag on him for publishing anti-Semitic work? Doesn't make any sense. Um, right. Well, in in 1969, 
Teddy Kollek actually declared him an honorary Drew, but all the way throughout the, the 80s, 90s, and mid-aughts, he's been called anti-Semitic. Right. So, like, well, yeah. this isn't well, a new thing. You don't want to know why? You want to know why? You want to know why? He perpetuated Jewish stereotypes by portraying Jewish characters as financially stingy, according to a study published in the journal Research on Diversity in Youth Literature. Okay, but can they debunk that, though? They don't have to. They just said that. They called it a Jewish stereotype. Yeah, it is. There you go. No, they said the magic word. You know, I mean, stereotypes don't come out of nowhere. No, I've always said stereotypes save time. What? I mean, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but sure. I said, I said, usury intensifies, which he did have allegories of usury in his books, which is hilarious. Alongside the star-bellied Nietzsche's, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. sure, if those are, if the star-bellied Nietzsche's are a um, an allegory for Jews. In Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. fine. This guy was just calling it out. He was right. just telling it like it was. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, good God. Um, we have we have a uh, Cavella article on the reasons why green eggs and ham. And when they're when they talk about Great Eggs and Ham, they're talking about apparently there was a Netflix series. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was that. there was a yeah, um, Green Eggs and Ham. We watched the whole thing. It actually wasn't bad. I don't normally like to talk about you know uh other content like that, but it wasn't bad. Like I was expecting it to be because it was Netflix, I was expecting it to be bad and full of all kinds of paws. But it wasn't. I was like, whoa, that's actually not that okay. horrible. Uh, there was like the single mom. I'm like, oh, but no, they, single mom. They give seven reasons and then, why this yeah, hang on. is totally Jewish. Yes, hang on, hang on. We'll get to the article in just a second. I was saying that the uh, the mom who's a single mom was actually a widow. So it kind of like added a little bit of different kind of emotion. You, would, you wouldn't think of that in like a... Uh, in a Dr. Seuss Wait, book. She was, she was what? She was a widow. I'm sorry, you, you cut out. She was a widow. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wow, they went the widow route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, um, you know, the main character, the guy who gets chased around by Sam I Am to eat the green eggs and ham and whatever, that guy, he, I guess, meets up with the woman and she's a, like, a widow or, a widow, excuse me, she's a widow and, uh, they have a daughter. There's a daughter. Yeah, it's it's like it's actually it was actually pretty wholesome. Like the the one character gets back together with his family, his mom and dad and sister and whatever. It was you know, it was pretty seemed pretty wholesome. And then you look at the screenwriter Jared Stern, producer oh. Ellen DeGeneres. Like right off the bat, I mean, and if you think Ellen DeGeneres isn't Jewish, look at her. Just. You can't tell me she's not that. If that's not a face of a crypto that's turning back into its reptilian form. Or maybe she's just really low on adrenochrome. I don't know. More like Ellen Degenerates. Oh, for sure. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, so my yes, cousin has been calling Ellen Ellen degenerate for years. Uh, yes, that's a <laughs> but yeah. It, yes, it, and green eggs and ham is kosher. Well, it so, is. Might you know? It is because because in 1982, a Jewish mom and author Leah Nair translated. Dr. Seuss's books into Hebrew, and it's delightful. According to our Leal Zaltzman, <laughs> Nayor changed the title. Okay, so she translated the book into Hebrew and changed the title. So talk about your chutzpah. Change the title to Not Hungry, Don't Love It. Like, are you kidding me? That's this Jewish thing. Not Hungry, Don't Love It. Like... It's not green eggs and him. And incredibly, <laughs> possibly crucially, as pork is not readily available in Israel and also not kosher, the ham is never mentioned by name in the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, the ham is never mentioned at all. It's Dude, just I found this article this morning and I couldn't I couldn't believe it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, however. The cast just isn't star-studded. It's studded with Jews. Jewish dad Michael Douglas voices the character of Guy M.I., who is the main character. His name is Guy M.I. Wait, are we talking Michael Douglas as in uh, uh, Wall Street? As in, uh, yeah, as in Michael Douglas, didn't he get throat cancer because he had uh, had like HPV of the throat or something because, you know, he had been... um, partaking with too many females in that sort of aspect Uh, yeah i'm sure that's how it gets all the way down the back of your throat there mike uh, yeah i'm i'm sure that's how that happened yeah Uh, yeah i I trust you bro sure thing liberace all right um so the guy is yeah so the main character is a jew that's michael douglas and then this is the best part so the daughter the daughter is played by a Jew, Ilana Glazer, who's 32 years old. So you have your typical typical uh, actor, way too old to be playing a kid, playing a kid. Um, and then let's not forget that she plays kind of a lascivious and very sexual scandalous character on Broad City. And... Uh, you know, she was asked if she was worried if people were going to be you know, like, hey, what if uh, somebody looks you up and they see that you did like nudie stuff? No. You know what she said? I think it's powerful as a woman as a woman to embody pluralism, to be naughty, to be really sweet, to be wholesome, to be sexual, to be non-sexual. I really hope that kids who grow up with me on Sesame Street with me on Green Eggs and Ham watch Broad City when the time is right for them because it really is a privilege to be able to occupy all those spaces as a woman. Wow. So normally I play like a nudie this whore, but on this show I play like the wholesome daughter who's also... This fed post has been redacted. Right, right, right. Um, there's another character, David Diggs. He's also Jewish. Hmm. Uh, Mark Mike Cars, uh, one of the executive producers. David. David. Yeah, but it's still pronounced David. I'm calling him David. I'm not saying that word. 
Oh, it's Davi. We'll yeah. note it reflects. The, oh, it ref, yeah. That's why I'm not saying it because it reflects the Hebrew pronunciation of the name as opposed to the English David. Hmm. So, anyways, Mike Carr is one of the executive producers. is very Jewish. He uh, works with Adam Sandler a lot. Oh, another executive producer, David Dobkin, is also Jewish. No. He's directed several music videos, including several for Maroon 5, the band fronted by Jewish dad, Adam Levine. Mm. All these Jewish dads and moms just, just doing things. Yeah, so Green Eggs and Ham, probably one of Dr. Seuss's only books that we would have been like, no, 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 no. That's got ham all over it. Jews can't touch this, right? No, no, we're going to change the name to Not Hungry, Don't Love It. And that's then that's how Dr. Seuss gets gets to the juice. That's this is this is this is terrible. Nothing is safe. No. No. And and even if you are the uh even if even if you are an honorary Jew, they'll still find something that you know that you didn't like that they don't like about you. Uh let me see. All the other books that got that got canceled, it's all uh yeah, it's all mostly anti Asian. It's anti-Asian racism. Of the 50 books examined, okay, the study examined 50 books and found that 43 out of the 45 characters of color have characteristics aligning with the definition of Orientalism or the stereotypical offensive portrayal of Asia. So like the way everybody drew them back in the 1930s, basically. And right. wait, if you wait. look at any single portrayal, propaganda portrayal of Asians. Right. So he's he's a modern day black. Well, <laughs> his, I guess his, his it's attacks not wrong. on Asians, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then the two African characters even, both have anti black characteristics. So Well, and even now, Universal Studios um, at Islands of Adventure that I mentioned before are evaluating their Dr. Seuss-themed attractions. So they're basically uh, Mad Teacups rides, their uh, Cat and Hat ride, mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. They're currently reevaluating. quote. They said, quote, a play area in that part of the park is themed after If I Read the Zoo, one of the books that will no longer be published and includes animals and interactive contraptions from Seuss's stories. The book has been criticized for its portrayal of Asian people, although none of the imagery is featured in the play area. Seuss Landing also features a gift shop called Mulberry Street Store, which gets its name to or gets its name from and I and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street, another book that will be discontinued. There's also a Mulberry Street sign along the walkway. Mm. So none of these are actual like they're not even hitting Cat and Hat or any of any of this. They're no, hitting a store. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're hitting they're hitting one of their merch stores. Well, they're just going to take like, the Mulberry. It, they're going to so take is this yeah. like Jews owning themselves. I don't know. I don't know what kind of... Yeah, this is like... This is like uh, Ouroboros right here, like the snake eating itself. I don't... I don't get... Right. I don't get it, really. I mean... 
they said, okay, so one of the reasons why they want to get rid of uh, one of the ones with the Asian thing, the Asian racism, which I find hilarious, first of all, because an Asian was murdered by two black guys and they're holding a rally for white supremacy, right, in California. Asians. Yeah, it was that 80-year-old, like, Vietnamese guy. Right. Right, an 80-year-old Vietnamese guy got beaten up and killed by two blacks and, and you know, they need to rally for, for white supremacy. Uh, Asians have just been considered now, when it comes to, like, college admissions and stuff, they're basically white now, so they're being discriminated against as well. That's okay. That's okay. But because, you know, Dr. Seuss, you know, we're doing this, now we're doing this, like, super woke culture. Um, you know, we just, we just... Um, we just canceled Mr. Potato Head. Now, Mr. Potato Head is just Potato Head, I think, right? Um, no more genders yeah, on the potatoes. Yeah, and, and right. in, uh, in, I think it's at Boston College. They they got rid of, like, the um, AP level. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big brain guy, but whatever the highest level classes they are, mm-hmm. uh, they got rid of them because it's all, like, I think it's 90% Asians and whites. Yeah, they're and racist. Right. It's, it's racist to people. the exact same thing. Yeah. Well, they're doing it everywhere, and that's everywhere. That's gonna happen everywhere. They're just, yeah, they're right. whites and Asians. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's this anti-Asian racism going on now with uh, the educational system and classifying them as pretty much white. But, but, but Dr. Seuss is getting canceled because um, he called somebody who who was supposed to be Japanese. Where's the Japanese thing? What they, I want to read this word for word what they said. Oh, yes. In the Cat's Quizzer, the Japanese character is referred to as a Japanese. <laughs> Has a bright yellow face and is standing on what appears to be Mount Fuji. Um, have these people ever seen, like, Dr. Seuss's stuff in general? Everything is, like, over-exaggerated, odd-looking, weird, you know, fish have eyelashes and dimples when they smile. You know, uh, these animals all are very anthropomorphized in the face, you know, uh, and they talk and stuff. Yeah, totally, totally something you want to take really they're, serious. They're okay with the star-bellied sneeches mm, mm-hmm. and their, their Holocaust, their mm-hmm. star-bellied connotation when it comes to, you know, Jews under the ND, uh, NSDAP regime. But then they call this out. I guess we're also not going to like look at this in the context of the time period that it's in. Like, yeah, let's let's just throw that shit out the window. Right. Well, I mean, that's like what's his face? Uh who's the guy Henry Cavill? No, who's the guy that got in trouble? People were giving him shit for having dated Gina Cardano in the past. Like before she said the thing like they're mad at they're mad at him. Henry, who played Superman? Henry Carville or something like that. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, yeah. that guy. Yeah, he plays. He currently plays uh, Geralt of Rivia on the the Netflix adaptation of The Witcher. Okay. Yeah. Who I don't. Yeah, that's not. What, but yeah, he apparently dated Gina Cardano a long time ago, and people are mad at him for that because she's been canceled. And how dare he? How dare he have dated somebody who would be canceled in the future? Dude, so right. stupid. It's so like, <laughs> like <laughs> how dare you date somebody who's going to be canceled in two to five years? Right. 
Like, I don't, like, this is Ouroboro at its best. Like, they're eating themselves. You know, they're, they're running out of shit to, to, to cancel. So yes. now, like, Nazi doesn't work on the right anymore. So now they call normal people Nazis. And, you know, now they're calling each other. It's, it's the Spider-Man meme where there's, like, 10 Spider-Mans and they're all pointing at each other. Well, right. the one criticizing or everyone criticizing him. I don't know. I, in my opinion, they're just a bunch of time traveling homosexuals because clearly they knew ahead of time this was going to happen. There is that aspect as well. True. And and they're all being investigated by the FBI. Apparently, uh, there was a tweet this afternoon. I, I think I sent it to you, Johnny. Um, I texted it to you. Uh, let me find it. Yeah, there it is. It's a tweet from Tom Winter. On it said the FBI director Christopher Way says that there are now two thousand domestic extremist investigations going currently. Welp. So I'm pretty sure one of those is probably Gina Carano. Maybe. Yeah, they're investigating her for domestic terrorism. For, for turning into whatever the hell she looks like, man. I saw a picture of her when she was younger. Oof. <laughs> right? I'm like, Dogbot, you know, he's not here tonight, but uh, I don't always agree with Dogbot. This is one of those times. Maybe new Gina Carano is a guy, but, but young Gina Carano, no. I don't know. Anyway, um, moving on back to not we, quite. Um, yeah. yeah, back to Doctor Seuss. Let's go back to Doctor Seuss here. So, yeah, this is just woke culture. Just can't. I mean, it's yeah. The guy is a um, the guy is an honorary Jew. One of my favorite Twitter accounts, Booba McGrath, Titiana McGrath. Um. <laughs> In 1938, Dr. Seuss... Oh, man. I never Um, cease to laugh at that. Yeah. Booba. Booba will always be funny. I don't care how old you are. It's like... one. Yeah. Anyway. um, In 19... She says, In 1938, Dr. Seuss published The 500 Hats of Bartholomew Cubbins. In 1939, Hitler invaded Poland. (laughs) Don't tell me that his racist books don't have consequences. <laughs> That's hilarious. This is a good account. This has always Hitler been a good account. Like, radicalized by Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. 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 What the fuck? I love Dr. Seuss now. <laughs> but but he's an honorary Jew. We've talked about this before. We mentioned this earlier. What so, the fuck? I love honorary Jews now. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they do that is what they do they not only peddle the 1939 bullshit but they <sighs> i kind of lost my train of thought oh <laughs> okay. damn you want to uh, hear funny some funny here's a take about green eggs and ham you never thought about Green Eggs and Ham, a book about the eradication of native customs and people as Sam I Am, really Uncle Sam, a.k.a. the United States, gets an unknown native to change their ways and be conquered by the almighty dollar in the form of green eggs and ham, thus wiping him out. Woof. 
Wow. Ah. Wow. Dude. Also, these people, and we had mentioned the David spelling before. I was the David Diggs was also the voice of Mickey Mouse. What? Who was what? David Diggs. Oh, yes. The mouse. Dr. David Diggs, who voiced Mickey Mouse, was Jewish and voiced the mouse in Green Eggs and Ham. Oh, he was Mickey Mouse on where, though? At one point. Mickey Mouse. Which Mickey Mouse? Mickey Mouse probably had a bunch of different voice actors. Well, yes. He was a Mickey Mouse voice actor at one point. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, these are all, there's a lot of Jews, and that's what they do. That's what, well, that's what people say they did to Disney is like Disney didn't want any Jews. And the next thing you know, there's, it's just full of Jews and Jews run but he Disney. He was also a Freemason. He was a Mason. He was, um, there was another, it was he another was a Mason. club. I forgot what Disney was. I know this one. I can't, uh, top of my head, I cannot remember. He was, Disney said, was a Mason, just like Alex Jones is a Mason. Um, now, if, if Alex Jones, Bill Hicks, did they use Walt Disney as another character? Who knows? Bella Lugosi? I don't know. Dr. Um, Seuss? Maybe. No. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. That's like <laughs> that's like Kurt Cobain and Jim Gaffney. I just made that up. I don't know. I just there's the first name that came to my head in old timey, <laughs> old timey spoopy theater. Yeah, I was actually thinking Vincent sure Price. That's... I was actually thinking Vincent Price, really, but. <laughs> Let's make sure we say that's fake. Oh, no, definitely. Off the top of your head, because people actually believe that we were being serious about the whole uh, Kurt Cobain, Jim Gaffigan thing. Yeah, but look at him, though. You know damn well everyone in the comments is going to think we're serious. I don't care. So they do believe Israel did 9-11. Yeah. As if 9-11 actually happened. Yeah, I mean, that's that's implying 9-11 even happened. You know, because we all know it didn't. Pfft. Right? Just a hologram anyways. Right. 9-11 didn't happen, and green eggs and am are kosher in Israel. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this world. No, I think that's this the name. This damn of, world that's is... The, dude, inverted. Everything's inverted. Everything's inverted. <gasps> it's... Yeah, I... It's, um... Yeah, it's backwards, you know? Everything's up, upside down, yeah, front to back. Um, well, it's everything literally from the children's books that your kids read mm-hmm. to the Old Testament that you're supposed to read. Mm-hmm. It's all well, inverted. Well, what if they... Uh, you know, why don't they just Mandela affect Dr. Seuss to... To not be racist, or is this like kind of the thing, right? I mean, they're Mandelaing Berenstein to Berenstein. Wait, Johnny, you cut out there. Oh, I said, um, I said, why don't they just Mandela, you know, Dr. Seuss to be the way they want? You know, they wouldn't even have to. Like, can't they just Mandela affect stuff? Can't the system just do that? Or is this like part of the uh, part of the deception to give you the confusion? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty easy when everything's online. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they can change Berenstein to Berenstain, and they can change Luke, I am your father, to no, I am your father, and, you know, can't they just make people misremember? I guess not. Well, no, because they changed print, right? I mean, clearly they changed the Bible, right? Lion and lamb, not wolf and lamb. Right. 
So, and the whole our father thing. Yeah, yeah that kind of yeah. made me well. Imagine trippy, but, yeah. when the printing press was supposedly first created. Imagine the printing press as the internet. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same procedures. Always has so, been. <laughs> yeah, always has been. But I, I don't know. I feel like he's kind of like he's been doing his thing since like the twenties. So. Mm-hmm. It's a bit harder to Mandela. Not saying it's impossible, but it's a little bit harder. Yeah, I know. I was just hypothetical. Mm, kind of. But know. you also only have to wait for the generations to die off. Because even now, in this internet age, people still are not knowledgeable about history. Nobody is. No, not really. So you can still write, you can still write shit on the internet. And then just wait for people to die off or get off the internet. Wait for boomers to die. And whatever is written on the internet that you put out there is fact. It's the IFLS people. I'm going to start a website called totallyrealnews.com slash trust me, bro. And I'm going to put a bunch of retarded shit on there and see what happens. It might get, you know, you, it might get I mean, shared around on social media and people might believe it. You never know. Hmm. You you actually might be shared on, on Instagram by <laughs> Insta whores. Maybe. <laughs> Depends on what it is. Honestly, Depends on what it is. You might be. But uh, that's the thing. You can put so little effort into all of this. You can put so little effort into the lies that are peddled. Mm-hmm. And they're shared everywhere. You or I on Telegram can get 2,000 likes from... Well, there's no real like... There's no like system on Telegram, so you don't get that... Popular channels. No, I'm saying, like, you don't get likes. There's not the dopamine. You don't get the dopamine rush that you do when you get likes or shares or whatever. Shares are different, yeah. But, but, um, But But you could share lives on Instagram. You can share lies on Telegram. I mean, you can share lies anywhere. All the views, all of it. Yeah, but you can share lies on Telegram too. I mean, it doesn't have to be Instagram. Uh, All right. Anyways, like I said last episode, do you you guys really think that someone would go on the internet and lie? Yes, they do it all the time, Jack. I'm not sure that. No. Do you want to mention that real quick? Yeah. Hold on. Let's. We'll we'll do a little bit of the shilling there at the very very end, but. What was I saying? We were talking about something. I don't remember how we ended up here. I don't know. Looking at all these pictures, I think Dr. Seuss is Jewish. That's a big freaking honker. Talking about uh, Mandeling him? No, I don't want to talk about Mandeling him because not him. Even though, like, even though he's not, he might not be Jewish. Like, he married one, and he was a liberal, pro-war Democrat who was like you know, anti-racist and, and anti, like he was, he was, he's supposedly anti-racist, which is funny because now he's racist. So whatever, just goes to show you can, you know, it doesn't he matter how pro war Democrat. <laughs> right, right, right. He, he was cringe. He was pretty cringe, bro. Like I either call him cringe or based. He was cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at this, he's, he's pretty cringe. All right. Well, speaking of stuff, that's not cringe. Our Telegram is not cringe. That's a place where you can come and 
see what we got to say. We share stuff, uh, posts, episodes of our show, the little rants, uh, other stuff we found that you might be interested in. That is t.me slash the paranormies present. Um, let me see. Dogbot has one. It's t.me slash chupacabra kennel. I know he would shill that, but he's not here. Reinhardt has one. That is t.me slash, wait a second. Oh, I just clicked off it. Reinhardt, what's the name of your channel? <laughs> it's, it's new, so, so it's I don't have it memorized. T.me slash Nephilim Hour. Nephilim Hour. That's right. Nephilim Hour. I got it confused with yes. your old Twitter, which was Nephilim Cheeks. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I got this one, one too. Yeah. T.me slash Nephilim Hour. Jack has one. Yes. And Jack. T.me slash Jack's internal shit posts. There you go. There you go. Everybody has their own personal channel, but me, because we have the big channel. That's just where I put the stuff. I don't know. I don't. I don't do a lot of shit posting. So. And Johnny, well, Johnny, it's not all shit posting, but no, I know. we all do like to share our own views. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine shit posting. Separate. From yeah, Jax is all shit posting. Yeah, Reinhardt has. Uh, Reinhardt yeah, has Jack, like, yeah, uh, Jackson shit posting. Yeah, yeah Reinhardt has Nephilim takes, and Reinhardt has not uh, anti-gnostic takes and other stuff that isn't necessarily paranormies related, but in Reinhardt's wheelhouse. So check it out. No, he's got some good stuff to say. You should check him out. And again, we got shirts. The shirts are at dissidentapparel.com/paranormies. All right. All right. We're going to leave now. And that's the end of the show. So we will see you guys this weekend. (laughs) We're going to get out of here. We'll see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay.